You are now listening to Discover Your Potential with renowned radio talk show host and certified holistic practitioner, Cindy Gilman. So listen, participate, be inspired. Know that you can discover your potential. Here she is, Cindy Gilman. Well, hello. It's Sunday fun day. Thank you for joining me on this Sunday. Can you believe July is almost over? It's like half the summer is gone. But uh, I hope you're having a good week, dealing with the heat, enjoying yourself. Uh, It's been an interesting week. I know everybody's going through some stuff right now. It's a very strange time. People are wearing masks, and some of them aren't wearing masks. Um, Don't get into any argument with somebody who isn't wearing a mask, please. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Um, So, uh, people are thinking, is she going to give us homework again? Well, I might a little bit, but... Uh, I have a special for you. So, okay. You're stressed out? You're anxious? Don't feel up to par? Need something to relax? Well, we are offering you a special. Now, a lot of people know that the number five represents change. So we are offering the first 500 people that go to my website and find a brand new extended guided imagery and meditation for stress and healing for only $5. That's right. And I think it's worth it to decompress that stress Take some time to relax. Go to my website, cindygilman.com. The meditation and guided imagery is on there, and it's $5. So for the first 500 people, that's my gift to you. Now, here's a little home. First of all, I want to mention how grateful I am to... uh, BBS Radio, and Doug, who always does a great job of keeping me online and in line on HD Radio, BBS Radio. Doug, I love you. If you want to call in, the number is 888-627-6008. So I know a lot of you are dealing with some changes. I know we're just going through an unusual time. You know, for decades and even centuries, people have been talking about the shift. Something is going to cause the shift. Maybe it's in how we do things. Maybe it's what our, how our work may change or we may have to change how we work or live or where we live. And sometimes 
sometimes it's a little uncomfortable when we're in the middle of the change, but it's worth it. I know for me, I am now only doing phone sessions for your health, for your safety. So you can go to my website. You can book a session. We have reduced the prices. I know a lot of you are going through a difficult time. It's a very unusual time, to say the least, because of this COVID-19, the virus. Um, And I'm going to... I know you're going to enjoy today's program. I know it, I know it, I know it. And I have to tell you, if you got to listen to our previous program, this couple is just amazing. They're amazing. They are super-powered humans, like superheroes. I'm going to ask them if I can be Wonder Woman. I don't know about the costume. Well, maybe. In any case, I have to tell you, the first time I spoke to them, if you've ever been through a traumatic time, and when people go through a difficult time, sometimes when you hear about other people's experience, you think, hmm, maybe mine's not that bad. First time I spoke to them, and I heard Jess's story, after I got off the phone, I had a good cry, and I thought, no young woman should have to go through all of that. But with a lot of self-work and a lot of pushing, pushing through and breaking through the trauma, they are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I want to read something to you, as I always do at the beginning. And if you are either a student of theirs or in their master class, please call in so we can talk about your experience. Number to call in, and you'll get to hear Doug's melodious voice. So let me read something inspirational. Not perspirational. Inspirational. Sue Mitchell wrote, There are times in every life when we feel hurt or alone. But I believe that these times when we feel lost and all around us seems to be falling apart are really bridges to growth. We struggle and try to recapture the security of what was or what could have been. But almost in spite of ourselves, we emerge on the other side with a new understanding a new awareness, a new strength. It's almost as though we must go through the pain and the struggle in order to grow 
and reach new heights. And sometimes through that pain and struggle, we can empathize, empathize. I hope our federal government heard that word, empathize with other people who have gone through difficulties. I'm trying to think about how I can possibly, with respect and humility, introduce our wonderful couple for today. If you heard our last program, they were with me. They talked about their past. They talked about how they worked through their trauma and how they are helping other people over the several years, up 20 years, helping others come alive with joy. Their personal stories of overcoming childhood abuse, human trafficking, religious cults, give them unique perspectives on life, joy, happiness, and success. So, I am humbled and honored to once again introduce to you my wonderful audience, Jess and Reed Richardson. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Oh, my goodness. You you touched my soul. Thank you for those beautiful words. The funny part about life is... All of us just put one foot in front of the other. And this was the journey that I have been given, and I just simply choose to watch it, walk it with great joy. But thank you. I'm and humbled to be here. And that's what I find not only refreshing, but so incredible that you were able to work through the horror that you went through as a young person and to come out on the other side of it to be able to help people, both you and Reed, trauma Mm -hmm. breakthrough. It it has been one heck of a journey, but honestly, I'm so incredibly grateful for my trauma, for my experiences, and then I, I truly think I just have a unique brain. I, I see things differently. I've always, since my earliest experiences, um, asked why. Why do things happen? Why? Why? Right. Why? Why did it happen to me? No, but not necessarily to me, but why in general? Um, right. My very first memory was actually an out-of-body experience of being molested when I was four. And that I think that hovering experience just gave me this different perspective where I could see outside of myself. And I quite, I don't know how else to say it other than I'm grateful that I had those experiences because while I made it through to the other side, I've also been able to help thousands of other people. And that, that makes the journey worth it in some strange way. Right. I I had a client and friend 
who um, is a PhD and her mm-hmm. and not only is a professor but helps people who are survivors of abuse. And I once asked her, why do you call them survivors? And she said, mm-hmm. because many of them don't survive. I, I, um, yes. <laughs> I immediately teared up because I, I try to bring some lightness to this heavy subject because I talk about really dark, heavy things a lot. And, um, but it, natural selection is real. So is survival of the fittest. In uh-huh. fact, a lot of my friends did not make it. And it's for them that I speak. And there have been so many experiences where I've witnessed death. And the dehumanizing of people. And really, as I left and grew up, really, I, I discovered that I... I just wanted to love humanity, and I could not love humanity if I was allowing poison in my brain or around me. One of the first changes I made was just understanding that violence is not entertainment. It's history, but it's not entertainment. I don't find violence just enjoyable to watch. Right. And that alone will change the way you view the world, just one little shift. You know, many people that have been maybe not as dramatic as what you have been through, but many people when they go through a difficulty or they're going through a change period, if if it doesn't work out the way they want, instead of looking at the things that they should be grateful for, they'll always come up with something that didn't work and say, why does this always happen to me? Why do I always find myself in these patterns of either choosing occupations I don't like or drawing to me these relationships that are dysfunctional or controlling? And people get into patterns. Mm -hmm. And... I'm sure a, a part of your work must be helping people to understand these patterns and how to get through them. Absolutely. I, I think there's so many weird comparisons that happen where if you've had a lot of abuse, it's you're too much or too little. If you've only had a little abuse, you're too little or too boring. Like there's all these weird comparisons that we make to other people, our partners, our children, our parents, the community at large, and it just doesn't make any sense. A little abuse is still abuse. Absolutely, but it's that that comparison of it. A little, but it's still abuse. It is all abuse. And in fact, um, words are some of the worst abuse that I have ever endured. And I find it much easier to be beaten to a pulp than some of the words that have been said. Mm. And it, it, they cut like a knife straight to your soul. And then everybody is different in their resilience. And so that's why the only person we're actually competing with is ourselves. Exactly. The, the, the only one that can do better than you is you. Mm. 
and people just, some people just love to beat themselves up. And you have <laughs> yeah, to wonder, who was it that beat them up mentally and emotionally that they feel so comfortable or uncomfortable repeating that with themselves? Oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. Too much competition. Uh, I can't do it. I'm not capable. I'm stupid. I, and you, you wonder, who did this? You know what? Many times it's simply the thoughts of your parents. Yep. In, in general, that is what I have found over and over and over. It doesn't even have to be something that was directly said to someone that makes them feel bad. It's the energies that we all carry. It's the things that, I, I mean, I remember being a little girl and my mother hated herself. Oh. She never said that outwardly. Right. She never beat herself up in front of me. Like, I didn't see that, but I felt it. Mm. And so those are the things that we pass on through the subconscious, through the generations, that it, it, you can have those problems, the fruit, for example, but it, without having even the words directly said, because they're simply a part of our culture. It, it's everywhere, the shaming, the guilt, that you're never good enough, you don't, you're right. too big, too small, too this, too that. All these ridiculous ideas are in every part of our culture. Really, it's up to each one of us to decide who we are as individuals. Do you think sometimes, I, maybe I'm getting into um, more of the metaphysical part, mm -hmm. Um you think sometimes before we come into the world, we choose a direction we're going in or an experience that we have to experience? I have no idea. I have actually wrestled with a concept for, well, most of my life. And it's why do some people appear to have a disproportionate amount of pain. And I, I honestly, after working with thousands and thousands of people and talking to thousands of people over the years, I have no idea. And I think sometimes part of having joy is having peace in not knowing. And it, this, because we've had really bizarre incidences happen, like not only the childhood experiences, but we, we lost everything in three years as adults with five kids and our son was paralyzed and there was a hurricane and it created this horrid, you know, period of time in our life where we ended up living in tents. And I was like, why after all I've been through in my childhood, did I have to go through this again in my adulthood in an entirely different way? And I really believe in manifesting, but I don't cause hurricanes. Like, I'm powerful, but I'm not quite that powerful. I'm pretty sure yeah. you don't cause hurricanes. <laughs> what did Reed just say? I'm pretty sure she doesn't cause hurricanes. <laughs> no? Okay, well, if a hurricane comes up to New England... I, I'm going to call Jess and say, hey, did you send this up here? <laughs> I, I, I would be um, 
Yeah, it would be a different world if I actually had that much power. There would be a lot less pain and hurt right now <laughs> if, if, that, if I had that ability. And honestly, I think the ability that we are given is our voice and our stories. And I, it's the power that each one of us carry because all of our journeys are unique. So each right. one of us are a different piece of the puzzle, and you put all of us together, and it creates the image of what it means to be human. And, I mean, I find it interesting. In many cases, I find that very often people who go through major difficulty in the early parts of their lives and then have gotten through it are able to empathize and help other people to get through it as well. Because they've people... experienced it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you Ooh, do yeah. it in a, in a major way where you're touching thousands of lives. Yeah, I, I think when, when we start out early in our lives with abuse, right. we begin to see a larger spectrum of what's available to us. We get, we get to see the world from a different view. Right. And... As we grow up, I'm speaking for myself, I was able to to see between the lines, if you will. Like really see where people are hurting. And a lot of times that that empathy was just too much. I couldn't take it. And so if you can make it out right. and you still have empathy, or the empathy's not destroying you, you use all of that as your bitch. Like, okay. you can control the story. <laughs> I don't know if that's even available. Are those words available to me for the show? I don't is know is what available? Yeah, he <laughs> used the cuss word, and I said, watch your mouth. <laughs> what word? I, I didn't even catch it. Oh, well, then you're good. We slid it right past you. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, empathy... Empathy, I think, is a wonderful trait, but you can't take on, even if you're empathetic or an empath, you can't take on other people's stuff. If you help them and understand it, you just can't take it on. Yep. That is so incredibly true, and I, I learned that lesson the hard way, as I think most empaths do. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are in a serving um, type industry, and it's, really it's a pattern. It, humanity, humans have behavioral patterns that are universal. And it, one of the most common patterns is when you've experienced something, you want to help other people do that. Right. And I think that's as old as humanity itself because it's how knowledge gets passed from one generation to the next. I learn to do something, then as my mm-hmm. kids grow up, I teach them to do that. It's it's the relationships, and not just intimate relationships, but relationships with our families, our neighbors, our friends. It's the relationships that determine the quality of our life. Right. And I think one of the biggest problems that we have is that the fake the fake relationships where we don't actually go 
truly deep. We've become so comfortable and complacent in the depth of our relationships that that means our entire lives are, in essence, shallow. But that means we can't also get to the joy either. Because if you're numb, you don't feel the excitement and just this vigor that should come with life because the odds of being here, the odds of being born are something like, what is it, 4 billion to 1? Like, it's ridiculous, the odds of actually your parents having sex, making you the sperm and egg actually happening, and then you surviving? Mm-hmm. It, it is absolute awesomeness. And when you see the beauty of life, right? It, it, it's a truly... Being real is like an addiction. I actually, one of the things that we teach is trading addiction because you can really just make better choices. If you're addicted to one thing, let's pick something that's not quite as bad and then switch it to something else that's even less bad. And you just kind of work your way down with no shame. With Do I have to just, give up my decaf? Oh, you don't have to give up anything. <laughs> it, but if it's not making you happy, then wouldn't you want to? Right. But if you're happy, I drink so much coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> Maybe that's why I talk so fast. <laughs> I, ha- <laughs> I had I had to go from just a little bit of caffeine in the morning and mm-hmm. then on to decaf. Ah, uh, uh, but you. I'm a that- coffee drinker. I love it. It's like the blood in my veins. It makes my heels click, and I've been drinking it since I was 10. So right. I can't imagine turning it around now. I'm just happy, and I'm going to live my life happy because a pot of coffee in the morning makes me happy. That's okay. <laughs> you drink a whole pot? Um, well, probably throughout the day, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got, I like I got a little coffee maker that makes four cups. So I try to keep the caffeine part to the small four cup. Right. Mm. I I also drink a gallon of water a day. And my energy level is that of about a three-year-old most of the time. And that's (laughs) pretty darn good for a 41-year-old. I run circles around (laughs) people. I just, I, I love life. I'm grateful to be here. I just got a... Um, I just got a text from someone you've talked to who is Mm. now telling me that um, the offer that I have offered people, let me Mm -hmm. see what he says, okay, he says that the the first 500 people who would like to have the guided meditation and imagery for stress and healing for $5 to go to wdyptalkradio.com. See, I get instructions even while I'm doing this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's <laughs> WDYP, which stands for Discover Your Potential, talkradio.com, and you can order the meditation there. 
So, let's, um, I'm hoping some of your people will call in so we can talk about the process that you use to help others. The number to call in is 888-627-6008. That would be wonderful. I I would love to hear from them and hear their experience. (laughs) They're just keeping us hanging. We, um, what, may I tell you a little bit about what we do? Because, um, honestly, the system is something that we created that's a little unique because my heart is to really transform lives with one-on-one care, with Mm -hmm. relationships, with community. But yet, Reed and I are just two people, and it's impossible for us to like really serve every person individually. So you and you you train and work with other coaches to help them to coach other people. Absolutely. Well, yes, absolutely. But it's more. Um, it, it's it's deep. It's relationship based because we do everything differently. So we work very closely with a team of coaches mm-hmm. who then coaches and then we we work with you know we just train all different types of coaches in a variety of niches because um everyone has different stories and different purposes just like what you were saying like normally what a person experiences is what they want to help serve and it's absolutely beautiful because there's so many commonalities so what type of coaches are you dealing with um, well, we have relationship, marriage coach, coaches. We have mm-hmm. um, parenting coaches, like really amazing, like generational changing <laughs> type stuff. Um, we have uh, positive masculinity coaches. We have a podcaster and traffic coach, which is just awesome. It doesn't even have to be heart-centered. But when your heart is connected and you all work together it is right. so incredibly powerful. We have a writing coach. Mm-hmm. Um, we we just love working with people who have the desire to serve other people at a level that is more connected. It, it's more care. It's it's living life. It's seeing that life is a journey to be walked with together. Like we all need friends, and this separation of business and personal. It has really disintegrated the the relationships that we as humans are meant to carry. And we need to be challenged, and we need to be encouraged, and we need to be supported. And that doesn't always work in a 45-minute session once a week or twice a week. It, there has to be some flexibility because sometimes things happen. One of my one of my level. favorite, I call contemporary philosophers, is Gary Zukov. Mm. Have, have you read any of his material? I haven't, but I'm writing it down. And I I recognize the name. Gary Zukov wrote a, the book called The Seat, S E A T. 
soul. And a part of that, inside that book, and I've read it several times, and he talks about the difference between what was a traditional marriage and spiritual partnership marriages. And he talks about how for hundreds of years, people married out of need, and each person had certain roles. Okay, you're the wife, so you're going to do the housework, the cooking, the laundry, raise the kids, and you're the husband, so you're going to take out the garbage and bring home the bacon. And he says, but a spiritual relationship or marriage is when each person encourages the partner to develop their full potential and spiritual life, each of them, and then together as, as a partnership to develop that part of the relationship. Absolutely. Wow. I, I'm, I'm floored by that. That makes it, it resonates with me so much because about 10 years ago, I became an at-home dad. And mm-hmm. I had kids in diapers while Jess was speaking abroad and, and really changing thousands of lives. And while I was her support, it was so important to understand that I wasn't just, you know, her business partner. I like to say business partner with benefits. Um, but I was also a supporter at home, and that's, that's right. really, um, it wasn't a popular view for the religious community that we're in at the time, um, but it's become more and more accepted, right. and I think we have entered a new era where men and women have to see their roles differently. If they don't adapt, they're not going to make exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. There's no, there shouldn't be any rules of what their each person's role is in the relationship. Absolutely, I actually had such a problem with my own gender identity because of how attributes, you know, gifts Mm -hmm. that we just naturally carry were masculine or male in like our in the culture that we were living in and because we were a part of um very normal mainstream type churches for a number of years and yet i am a very strong type a personality remember natural selection is real i i live mm-hmm. because i am mighty and strong <laughs> it's but I am a strong type A, and I love to speak and share and lead. I have always had excellent leadership qualities. I have been running businesses for 23 years. Mm-hmm. It, it, these are things that I just naturally do, and I could not figure out why God had given me a vagina. Why would he give me a bag of gifts that I'm not allowed to use because I have a vagina. And for the longest time, I, I just deeply struggled with that. And one day, Reed came home from work in the middle of that, and I said, Reed, I, 
I think I am a man trapped inside of a woman's body. And his response is just so perfectly him. He sat down on the couch. He leaned back. He took a deep breath. He crossed his legs and he goes, I could see that. Wow. I was laughing inside. <laughs> right. He was laughing hysterically inside. And so I think one of Because the- women weren't... It's almost as if women weren't allowed to be strong. Absolutely. But now we are. Yes. For the most part. Kind of, unless you have something like um, whore by your name. Like, we, I got, I don't know if I'd call it a death threat or not, but I had a woman wish death on me this week, and uh. almost every week. Like, that's very common, because people don't like people who have sold sex. It, she told me to go and die like whores should and then wrote paragraphs about how awful I was and that I should just die. Uh, and what was her what was her reason for it? Um, I, it, it was just um, we advertised my book. It mm-hmm. came out last month. It's called Everything I Know I Learned from My Pimp. And she was just commenting on an ad for my book. And this is very common. We've had death threats all the way through. I started sharing my story in 09. We have had our house and vehicles tagged with spray paint multiple times. We have had death threats in the way of certified letters. We have had um, our cell phones tapped. We have been followed. We have, ooh, we once had a six-foot stuffed animal, like, completely gutted on our front yard. Uh. Like... It, it, it stuffed animal everywhere. It looked like a Winnie the Pooh horror scene. It was awful. <laughs> but I know, I've, well, I've had some similar things happen. Um, you yeah. know, being a spiritual medium and and a healer. And I mean, I I pray for people's healing. And people will say, "Oh, what you're doing is sacrilegious." And I thought, praying for people to be well is sacrilegious. <laughs> Right. It, it's crazy. People just, it, it's just part of sharing. It's part I of I think part of it is the, um, I have to say, the man-made um, guilt trip that people are, are put on by their certain faiths, and if you don't follow along with their rules and regulations, you don't fit in with their, you know, what's good and what isn't good. Oh, and part absolutely. of it is they just don't understand it. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's always going to be um, people who fall through the gaps of society who may look normal on the outside, but they're just they're just so full of pain and they're on the internet and they're just looking for something to tear apart verbally. Right. And so if you expect that, um, and you know, it's just out there. Right. And I joke sometimes. It's just like, it's like there's this random generation of trolls that come out and Mm. you, you can't read into it because 
there's always going to be somebody who's upset or saying something is awful. You just keep over and over. You have to learn how to just keep your chin up and be proud of who you are because haters are everywhere. Sometimes they're in our family. Sometimes it's the guy on the street. Um, I actually was tagged in a post today asking my opinion about what, what to do when someone inappropriately touches you randomly, you know, like when you're on the subway or someone, you know, pushes up against you. Mm-hmm. And I've dealt with that so many times in my life. And it was interesting to see and read the other responses. And I honestly had to ponder it for a minute because my reaction has been so clear for so long. Um, I'd been taken advantage of over and over in my youth. By the time I was 17, I, I had made a decision because I was being trafficked that I charged for my body. Like, if you're going to use it, that's part of the brainwashing that, like, and the craziness that happens when you're being trafficked. I was like, this is my body. If anybody, I'm going to use it for my benefit. And it was very powerful, honestly, because it was the first time I was able to really say no, and yet I was being trafficked at the same time, Mm. Um, which is what makes some of those healing obstacles so difficult is the nuances. But I was 17 years old, and I'm walking down the street, and a guy reached under my skirt and grabbed my butt. And I turned around, and I just shattered his nose. And I chest back, head up, you know, and walked away, and I was just giggling all the way. And he got a broken nose, and I got a story. And so there is no processing that needs to be done. And over and over, I've done similar things. I've punched people. I've put people in. Uh, jaw locks, I, like, you don't touch me and violate me and think that that's okay. I am not a violent person. But if you violate me, I have the right to protect myself, and I will, and I don't care who they are. Right. And and then I just giggle. Kudos (laughs) to you for doing that. Can you imagine how many women don't have the courage to do that? Yeah, it, it, I I can, actually. Amen. I'm sure, because I'm sure you've worked with them. Yeah. I just thought I, I, could, I could just be punching back in a grown-up. For decades, psychic medium Cindy Gilman has helped people connect with their loved ones who have passed and send spiritual energy to those in need. Now you can too. Phone sessions are individual and confidential. Now during this difficult time with COVID-19, she can help you more than ever. Everyone needs some healing. For your phone session, contact her via email cindy at cindygilman.com. For decades psychic medium, Cindy Gilman, has helped people connect with their loved ones who have passed and send spiritual energy to those in need. Now you can too. Phone sessions are individual and confidential. Now during this difficult time with COVID-19, she can help you more than ever. Everyone needs some healing. For your phone session, contact her via email cindy at cindygilman.com. Cindy Gilman is a certified holistic and Reiki and energy practitioner, as well as a spiritual medium. As a spiritual medium and empath, she conducts individual personal consults either by phone or in her office. All sessions are professional and confidential. 
For a phone consultation or in-office appointment, go to www.cindygilman.com or call 401-885-4115. We're live. God bless Doug. So we lost you for a moment. You're back? We are back. Sorry, I, we are, we heard you say they were gone, and then I you were gone. Ah. I don't know what happened. I, uh, Reed was saying something, and I didn't hear what he said. Yes, you asked a very riveting question. Thank you for that. I um, I was expressing that women women don't stick up for themselves, right? But then men don't necessarily know how to do it either, especially when they're large people like myself. When I was a teenager in summer camps and things like that, girls would just hit me. Oh. They would try to test me, and they would just hit me and grab me and scratch me and I would put up with it and um, it was I was required by society to put up with it and um, you know a lot of the girls I'd listen I'd, I'd hear their horrific stories and I would learn a lot about them but there's a supportive role that men are required to take um, and they're required to take too much honestly but um, I'm excited because culture is changing yes. because people on what, no matter what their gender is, um, are being treated with more respect. And there are people still in the echelons of society, the places where people don't want to talk or go, who are not being treated with the level of respect that a cisgendered white woman or white male is offered. And I, I believe that there's a better way to human. And we are the, we are the solution. There is no other way around it. There are people who need to be protected, and we need to use our voices to stand up for those and really create a community of safety. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, for a long time, boys, young men, men were taught, uh, don't ever hit, hit a woman back. If a woman hits you or touches you, don't, don't, don't right. react. Yeah. yeah. And I get the concept behind it, but yet we have worked with so many men who were just as abused by wives as wives abused by husbands. Like, it, uh, abuse is not gender-specific. That's and right. there's so many assumptions that happen. I mean, we see it all the time in court cases, um, child custody cases. Why are women, wives, mothers, so, why, is it the, why are the courts so heavily weighted towards the children going to the mother? It, because in many states, a woman has to be found... Um, they have to be found unfit to lose their children. And if somebody is so pathologic, they can talk themselves out of, out of it and still have the children and be neglectful and abusive and whatever. It's not right. It's not fair. Yeah. Absolutely. We, what we have is a problem of systemic neglect. Mm -hmm. Within society, there we used to teach. 
Yeah, we used to teach life through relationships. You know, the the elders would teach the younger people all, Mm -hmm. all the way through. But when the printing press was invented, it actually created, it made a huge change in how knowledge was shared. We went from sharing knowledge through relationship to independently reading on our own. And that caused isolation. And then as marketing, you know, became a bigger and bigger player, and quite frankly, science. We, we separated the, the mushiness of life, the, the complexity of what it really means to human. We've separated it into these different segments, whether it's scientific study or a niche or mm-hmm. it, it maybe it just makes sense for the business model. But There are many all... cultures, though, over the past several hundred years. Um, for example, Native Americans who mm-hmm. really don't like to be called Native Americans, the um, indigenous tribes, the people, the Indians, um, they have passed on their history through verbal stories and telling their children who told their children um, or from generation Absolutely. to generation. That's how the history has been taught for millennia. Because it, that we learn from our elders. Exactly. It, it wasn't until the printing press that we started, we removed the relationship mm-hmm. from the transfer of knowledge. And now people text each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, and that people so we've gone from alone. the printing press to the <laughs> cell phone. People stand next to each other and text each other. Hi there. Yeah. That I'm still trying to get used to. I I am actually the biggest fan of technology. I it is ridiculous. To me this is the best time in the world to be alive. I was swimming I was floating and like meditating in my pool this morning. So mm-hmm. I'm in the backyard, I'm floating and I'm listening to the pool vacuum. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful because as I was relaxing and floating, I was listening to my little robot do my mm-hmm. vacuuming for me in the bottom of the pool. Uh-huh. And those are amazing privileges that we did not have 30 years ago. Right. And the just we're, we're here talking on a cell phone. It. Uh, so many advances have happened that I am so grateful for. How about indoor plumbing and electrical? Like, I really like electricity. And, and I like and indoor I think, plumbing. <laughs> absolutely. And heat, like, that you don't have to go chop the wood down for. I, I think what's happened is that our society and our technology has evolved so fast that it's not that we're entitled. It's that... The world changed, and people don't even know what they're supposed to be grateful for because it's all they've ever known. And you don't know what you don't know. And quite frankly, that's the hurricane that um, we experienced in 2017 changed my world completely in that regard because we lived for a time. The things that you took for granted weren't there. Exactly. 
and it changed. Before we run out everything. of time, I want to mm-hmm. talk about two quick two things. First of all, I want to give out the title of your book and where people can get it. Absolutely. It, my book is called Everything I Know I Learned from My Pimp. And actually, there's a link on your website. So they can just go to your site and you can find our shining faces. Mm-hmm. And there is a link on there for the book. We do have an ebook special. It's only $7. Mm-hmm. It's a great deal. And you can get the physical book through that same, um, same link. Same link. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's been really amazing to hear the reviews and the feedback. It's truly a mind-bending book. And I'm quoting lots and lots of readers by saying that. It, it will give you paradigm shifts that you didn't well, know you need to have. <laughs> well, now, let's talk about your new six-week program called Life School. Mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. School is, this is um, the school of my dreams and the thing that I always wanted to create. It's really, um, we have been doing high-end coaching work. We just started this particular business that we have because of the hurricane. We started this one in January. We moved to Las Vegas to start this business. But Mm -hmm. we've been doing the work for over 20 years in helping people. And one of the things that I always, always wanted was to be able to put all of my teaching in one place and have that place also a community because when you develop these deeper relationships, it is so powerful just for everyday life to have okay, somewhere we, we to We only go. have one minute. So you how can it. we, I know that in talking to you, mm-hmm. you talk about life, emotional skills and awareness. Mm-hmm. Yes. We actually well, life cover skills mental. and emotional awareness. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's mental health, physical health, financial health, your root beliefs, and your relationships. We cover all of the mushiness of life, and it's our website for that is Superpowered Humans. Superpoweredhumans.com? Dot yep. com. Okay, so all of you out there, Superpowered Humans. So to both of you super-powered humans, thank you for today. Thank you for the last program. Thank you for being the people you are and all of the people you help. Bless you always. Thank you, Doug, for a great job. And we'll talk again. We love you, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Yes, thank you, Doug. Thank you, Cindy. Um, It's been a wonderful, marvelous time. Thank you.